Hey everybody, it's Doug and Renee and welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Each episode is designed to encourage, uplift, and motivate you to thrive in your marriage and single life. Be blessed. All right, all right, all right. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you again for listening to our podcast, making us the number one podcast in the dance of the household. <laughs> thank you for listening to us. Thank you very much for tuning back in with us. We don't take that for granted. We don't take it lightly. So we're going to jump right on in to... Our third before week, we jump, third installment. Before we jump, I would like to thank those who've been listening to us for three years, who've been our loyal, um, committed listeners for three years. We just thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Okay, now. All right, jumping right in jump. to the third T. So we started this podcast off by saying we were going to go into the four T's of communication and uh, week one we talked about timing if you haven't listened to those episodes we encourage you to do so last week we talked about the importance of tone uh, in communication and this week we're going to talk about technique yes and and when I was thinking about this earlier today, knowing that we record the podcast today, I was thinking about this and I was trying to, in my mind, think which of the four do I think is the most important. And I really think that they all have equal importance, but I think this one technique is probably the one that is most critical because I think this goes back to something that we've talked about over the past three years, knowing your spouse's love language in order to have the proper communication technique, you need to know what technique is going to work best with your spouse because not all technique works with everybody. Mm-hmm. You might be a, you know, a communicator extraordinaire, but when it comes to communicating to your spouse, you just don't have that proper technique that's going to really um, get them to listen, to understand, um, and to flow with you when you are trying to communicate with them. I think it's interesting for people who communicate for a living and I've heard this, and uh, this past Saturday we had a men's, men's breakfast seminar, virtual call. But people who communicate for a living, they too have, I'm going to say issues, but a problem or a challenge, challenge mm-hmm. communicating with their spouse, even though they communicate for a living. So right. it's interesting you said that, because I know you wasn't on the call this past Saturday, but Interesting. I was Carry not, on. Keep on. Because I'm not a man. <laughs> yeah, it was only for men. Um, but, you know, I was thinking about it, and I just, I know 
speaking from Doug and Renee perspective, because this is Doug and Renee Married Life, so a lot of what we share is um, our experience, of course, along with what God gives us. But I think even when you think you've mastered the technique of communicating to your spouse, that is an ever-evolving thing because your spouse is changing. Amen. And so the technique that you once used that worked after year 10, 15, 20, in our case, 36, it may not work anymore. And I know there are times that I have to really be in tune with Doug and where he is and vice versa. I know from for him, he has to really be in tune with me because I think I'm evolving and changing Um changing a whole lot more than he is and he has has to keep up (laughs) with okay um let me see if Renee is the same yesterday because unlike God we are not the same yesterday today and forevermore God is the only one that that doesn't change people change your spouse is going to change I'm sorry to just just blow your mind with that men your wife is going to change women your husband's going to change Um, And not the way you want him to change. And so our technique has to be on point. And one of the things that we talk about often that we think is a good tool to use to identify the technique that you should use when communicating to your spouse is understanding their love language. Mm -hmm. Are they physical touch? Are they words of affirmation? Are they quality time are they acts of service are they what's the fifth one what's the fifth one i don't know it's escaping me right now i know i knew you was gonna look at me and i was like what's the fifth one lord i know it's gonna it's gonna come back to us i think it's easier for us to remember the ones this this hours but you know words of affirmation physical gifts receiving gifts receiving gifts yes and i think um your technique has to be on point for you to have good communication. I agree that technique is probably the most important because we haven't even gotten to the fourth one, but the technique will is including inclusive of timing, inclusive of tone. Um, a good technique, you'll, you'll encompass that in your conversation. I... When you came to the love languages, I'm like, well, if your love language is receiving gifts and you need to have a conversation with your spouse and their love language is receiving gifts, how do you how do you have that conversation? You got to present a gift before you have that conversation. Is that what you're saying? Or um, how that do you... that one could be tricky. Yeah, honestly, because that isn't either one of our primary love language. Um, I'm thinking that, you know, that might be what some would call an icebreaker. I think it could be just kind of set the tone for how the conversation is going to go by presenting a gift. Maybe in that gift, you know, you have a card, um, Maybe you and go in the card. You say you pissing me off, <laughs> <laughs> or something like something like that, but not quite like that. So one of the things in technique, and I know that I learned this 
during my um, certification process of becoming a personal trainer, one of the things they talk about is using the compliment sandwich technique. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to tell somebody something bad, you need to sandwich with, with, with something good. So you start off with, you know, some a compliment, mm-hmm. something nice. Then in the middle, you give the meat, you know, kind of like a sandwich. You give the meat of, you know, what you're saying. Why are we having this conversation? Why are we having this conversation? Mm -hmm. I don't particularly care for, I don't like, I have a problem with, I'm upset, this is bothering me, I have concern, whatever whatever that meat is, and then end it with a compliment. That is a good way to sandwich. That's a technique that's used in the fitness world. Everything, um, like I'll tell a client, I'll use for an example, I'll say, you know, you know, good job getting your reps in. I want to make sure that you, uh, your form is correct. So we're going to tweak how you're doing this, but you're doing good. And then, so that way there's reinforcement, just like when you're talking to a child, not saying your spouse is a child, please do not treat your spouse like a child. Please get me right. Renee is not saying that to talk to your <laughs> spouse like a child. But I'm saying similarly, when you are the technique. the technique, when you are complimenting a child for a job well done um, and and reinforcing how you want them to improve or do better, um, that's the same thing where you want to talk to your spouse. You don't want to just hit them with, I don't like the way you did that. That's not right. And then there's no feedback in there that says, you know, I appreciate when you do da 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 da. But it would help me if you can also include this because you're so good at and see how you sandwiched it with something good in the beginning, something good at the end. And it kind of softens the blow uh, for those tough conversations. I agree. But it, in my opinion, it depends on the personality of the person who you're having the conversation with. I am a very direct person. And so I would just prefer, just be direct with me. Just what, what's going on? No, I, I don't want to hear all this other stuff. Tell me what's going on. All right, let me process and then we'll move on. I, I agree with the technique, what you're talking about, the, the compliment sandwich. I just don't want there's not one size fits all. And just like marriage, um, you have two people, a uh, man and a woman, a man and a woman, excuse me, at two different backgrounds, more than likely they're opposites. So, sorry, had to pop myself. Um, they're opposites. So if the, I did it again. <laughs> if the technique of the compliment sandwich does not work because maybe your spouse is a very direct person or more, you know, just get to the point of this, of the um, conversation, then just get to the point of the conversation if that's what they want. I would say you still want to uh, end the conversation on a good note. I definitely agree with that. You know, so it I, could be an open sandwich. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm <laughs> Not saying... Not two pieces of bread. Because <laughs> I, I, I've learned over... 36 years of our marriage that there are ways that like I said, you're ever evolving, you're ever changing. So I'm still having to figure out how to adjust. And I also know my shortcomings 
because I know I'm short on empathy. That's that's not my strong strong point, strong suit. And when I'm having a conversation with you, or if I'm adjusting, or if I'm saying something to you, then I have to understand. You know, I try to. I try. I'm not saying I do this, and I'm not saying I'm good at doing it. I try to put myself in your shoes to to understand. Well, maybe there's a reason this is occurring. You know, and I'm say I'm just saying I just put that out there because I don't want people to think the only technique is the uh, compliment. It's great, it works, but your spouse that may not be the best way to it. You know, address your spouse, mm-hmm. and, and that's and that's not what I was saying. Oh, okay. I'm just saying that is a technique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they could use. Um, certainly, you know, somebody might want it direct and to the point, but you still have to consider how you say it. Your yes. technique still needs to be. If you're not using the sandwich technique, you still need to use a technique that is not demeaning rude, disrespectful. Mm -hmm. So the compliment is just a way to soothe, you know, smooth over what you're Mm -hmm. about to say. And you may not do it with the compliment um, in the beginning and at the end, but you certainly do, even with someone who wants to direct into the point, you got to be careful that it's not rude. Yes. It's not brass. It's not abrupt. It's not disrespectful because you lose the person's attention. I don't care if you are somebody who is direct or to the point, I think you still don't want somebody to be rude and nasty to you when they say something to you. Not, you know, no. I'm just... Yeah. I'm, no, 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 I agree. Not not only will you lose the person's attention, you could lose the person. Right, right, exactly. And this is why I believe technique is, coming back to what you say when you opened the podcast... Technique is probably the most important because it encompasses time. You know, okay, I got to figure out the correct time. I need to figure out the correct tone. I need to figure out um, the temperature. That was another T uh, mm-hmm. that you had, temperature. Um, is this person in a good mood? Am I in a good mood? You know, my mood, if I if I need to have a conversation with Renee, if I'm in a bad mood, it's going to come out wrong. I already know that. Me too. Right. I already know that too. <laughs> I'm just, if I, if I'm, I'm in a bad mood? I'm just saying, oh, yes, okay. yeah. that it's going to come out wrong. It's going to come out wrong. And I think when it comes to technique, you need to understand, be true to yourself. I don't know. Is that in the Bible? Be true to yourself? Be, no, I think that's, I think that's like a, a, what do you call it? A proverb. Like, yeah, yeah. Not, that, that's not, a not Shakespeare. Not in Proverbs, yeah, but that, it's like to, Shakespeare to thine own self be yeah, true. that's Shakespeare. All right. But hey, do what Shakespeare said. To thine own self be true. If you know you're in a bad mood, if you know you're hungry, if you know you're sleeping, this is me. If I'm hungry, if I'm sleepy, if I'm in a bad mood, then I probably shouldn't have these type of conversations with Renee. Technique, because it's going to come out wrong. I know it 100%. I know it. And I have to make sure that I'm in tune with the Holy Spirit, that I don't just say, well, I'm just going to say it, you know. I was about to, <laughs> I'm just going to say it and let the chips fall where they may. I've learned over time, that's not the best way to address my wife, and, to get a, a response from you. And you know, because words are so powerful, 
the the old saying when we were growing up, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me is not true. Mm -hmm. And we know that words can kill a spirit. I love something that the late Maya Angelou says. She said, um, people will not people will remember may not remember what you said but they'll remember how you made them feel and so your words are so powerful that you can invoke a feeling and that feeling could be that of openness receptive loving appreciation or it could be the opposite mm-hmm. those words that the person said they may not remember exactly what you said but they'll know with what technique you used the time, the tone, all of that, and how it made them feel. And I know for myself, you know, just being very transparent, I'm sensitive. I'm, I, I, I think I've grown a lot in that area, but I still have some level of sensitivity because I am very high on empathy. And I am a words affirmation person, so I hold on to people's words I listen to what they're saying. I'm not saying I'm a wordsmith, but I really do pay very close attention to word choices. And there are things that have been said that I may not remember the exact wording, but I remember that it rubbed me the wrong way for a lack of a better uh, phrase. And I know for Doug and I, that's one of the things that we have to navigate in our relationship because he's a very direct person. For me, I like the compliment uh, mm-hmm. sandwich technique because, you know, you're going to tell me what I'm doing wrong, what I'm doing right, what, I, what I'm not doing right. Please at least include where I am doing okay. Because for me, I'm going to hold on to that negative part and I need some positive reinforcement to coincide with that. Not saying I'm perfect, um, but I definitely like to know, okay, don't just tell me I screwed up. (laughs) Tell me, you know, where I am doing okay, and it makes it a little bit more palatable for me to uh, accept the screw up up (laughs) and want to adjust to the screw up. Um, And I think for, you know, for many people, you know, may feel that same way where it's like, okay, you know, it's okay. Tell me that I'm not doing great in this area, but can you please at least remind me that I'm doing something right so that because what some people may hold on to that and, and the devil will reverberate that in their head as you're not enough. You're not doing good enough. You're not, you, you missed the mark. You're a horrible wife. You're a horrible husband. That's, you know, you may, the spouse may not have even said that, but the enemy will take those few little words and blow it up into a full-blown poem or book <laughs> that you're reciting in your head, and your spouse didn't even say that. So you have to be very careful. That's why your technique has to be very um, on point when it comes to communicating with your spouse, whether you like direct um, but respectful, whether you need a compliment sandwich um, other things is being careful of certain words like before, say, before you get mm-hmm, to the words, mm-hmm. you were talking about technique and blowing, you know, you'll have this whole poem, book, movie in your head about something your spouse said. Part of the technique should be, and it's just hit me, is 
um, asking your spouse, well, I hear you saying this because sometimes you can hear something that your spouse said that they did not say. And so if you repeat what they said to them, because I, this is what I'm hearing, they can come back and say, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying this. And because if you go and if you part of the technique is, you know, one person saying, okay, I got the right time. I got the right tone. You know, I, I got the right temperature. The kids are not in the house. We're going to sit at the table and have this conversation. And men and women communicate differently, generally speaking. If I say something and you don't, well, let's say it. Um, let me reverse it. If you say something to me, Doug, I don't appreciate when you did X, Y, Z, one, two, three, whatever it may be, then it's on me to, in my opinion, to say, okay, this is what I hear you say. Are you saying that I'm not doing this? So we just focus on this. And that way, I believe you don't have this entire movie trilogy in your head of, you know, Renee said, I, I'm not doing anything right, man. I, at least I take the trash out, you know, whatever it may be. Um, I think that's important too. That technique is called mirroring. There we go, mirroring. Um, so what you do is you you repeat back, like you just said to your spouse. That's called mirroring, where you you know repeat back to them what they said and how you interpret it, so that you get clarity. Because when you don't do that, then there is so many so much room for misinterpretation. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes somebody say one thing clear as day and the other person, depending on the timing, if they don't have the timing right or the tone wasn't right or the temperature wasn't right or they had a bad day or, you know, somebody else said something to them, they may take what you said and and totally flip the yeah. meaning. And so you do uh, have to kind of mirror what they said and get clarity. I Do think not. that's important. Part of the technique um, should include getting clarity. Do not give any place to the devil. I don't know where that's at in the Bible, but it's in, I, that's in the Bible. Yes. And I think that's important. Okay, you were going to talk about words, about certain okay. words. Um, there are certain words that you have to be careful not to uh, say. Um, you always mm. or you never... Mm. And I think those um, statements or those words are never (laughs) good to say. And they can always make people feel some kind of way. Your spouse may feel some kind of way about you saying, you never listen to me. You never hear what I'm saying. You never appreciate me. That's just wrong to just imply that they never ever do something or they always do something wrong. You know, you always leave the dishes in the sink or you always, you know, leave mess the toilet up. seat up. Oh, right. <laughs> you, you always squeeze the t- the tube or toothpaste in the middle, whatever it is. Um and those are very uh trivial uh things when it comes to marriage. Just look before you say um <laughs> um, you flip it, then you zip it. You flip oh, okay. it, then you zip it. <laughs> um, but we don't have that issue. 
No. Um, we don't have that issue. But I think um, there are more serious things that you could yeah. say that to someone. And I know um, early in our marriage, those type of words would make the person say, okay, well, you said I always do it. So guess what? I'm always do it. Oh, you said I never do it. Well, guess what? Then I'm, I'm never, never going to do, do it. it. And you just have to be careful not to say that. I think it's better. I think this is something we learned years ago. The hard way? Um, yeah, we learned a lot of stuff the hard way. Was to just say, I feel as though when XYZ happens, I don't get your undivided attention. I didn't see, I didn't say always. I didn't say never. Um, and I'm just using that as an mm-hmm. example. Um, you just have to be careful. You're, you have to be intentional. I think sometimes, especially in the heat of the moment conversations, we just let our, what comes out of our mouth come out of our mouth. We let it fly. We don't need a filter. We don't take any thought to what we're going to say. You know, um, this is my quote. And if you want to use it, you can use it. Just make sure you put my name next to it. Everything that pops in your head does not need to be said. And I think we have to be careful. Words are going to come to our mind. Thoughts are going to come to our mind. Don't mean we have to say everything that comes to our mind. Um, because you can't take those words back. Once you say them, they out there. And words can kill a spirit. Words can kill a marriage. And you have to be very careful and thoughtful and intentional about what you're going to say. And sometimes that means like I'm talking now, you have to pause. You have to think when you're having a conversation with your spouse. Use wisdom. And use wisdom and Holy Spirit discernment and not just be just rapid fire words coming out. No, slow down and ask God to give you the words to say and how to say it to your spouse, prepare their heart to be receptive to what you are about to say or what uh, you feel that the Holy Spirit need, said needs, the Holy Spirit um, said to you, it's okay that this mm-hmm. is a good time or this is a good conversation to have. I want to go back to the, to the words, always, never, um, words like that. At the at the moment you say those words, at the moment you allow those words to come out your mouth during an argument or during a different disagreement, I don't care what you're talking about. Human nature is I'm going to prove to you I don't always do this or I'm going to prove to you that I you know, never do this, that I've, I do it sometime or I've done it at least once. So as soon as you use those words, whatever you were discussing that that's not even the issue anymore. And this is still part of technique. You want to keep the main thing, the main thing. And you don't, because when you use uh, very concrete words like that, that just shifts the whole conversation. You're not even talking about um, the finances anymore, or you're not even talking about uh, sex or whatever it may be. You're talking about, I need to prove to you that I do this or I've done this or whatever it is that you're saying that I always do or I never do. I need to prove to you that you're wrong. And then from there, that, that'll, that'll just take us down a rabbit hole. 
And when you said that we we got to the point where we saying, I feel, you know, I feel this way. I believe that helps somebody like me because uh, and my personality, because I can't tell you how to feel. And I think that's part of maturity and wisdom is that you feel how you feel. I cannot tell you how to feel. I can't feel what you feel. And this is, again, empathy and sympathy. I know, and I said this previously, I, I, I know I struggle in that area, but you feel how you feel. And to quote my mama, my mother, my mama, she, she and Renee says this better than I do, you can't step on somebody's toe and tell them what? when to get over it or when not to feel the pain. They should be over right. the pain. Right. When somebody steps on your toe, you can't tell them um, when the toe stops hurting. Yeah. Just because you said, I'm sorry, doesn't mean that takes away the toe from hurting. Your toe might still hurt. Yeah. And quote Lucille Dancer. So I just wanted to, had to pop myself. I wanted to say that be careful about using those words because you're just always, you never do this. You always do this. I don't always do it. And I, I, I don't never, come on, that, that's, now I got to prove to you that you're wrong. That, that the whole conversation for the next 25 minutes is me proving to you you're wrong. And whatever we started talking about, we done, we done missed that boat. That's going to have to come around at another date and time. Because now I just need to prove to you you're wrong. And another thing, and I know we're getting uh, close to our time. Um, are you owning your own stuff and not playing victim? You know what I'm saying? Or blaming others for what's going on in your life. I don't know if you want to pick this up next week or you want to power mm-hmm. through. No. Because I know we're um, up against the clock. No, I'm I'm good cuz next week we're going to pick up on the on the last truth. So Alrighty. So you can't always be the victim in in your marriage. You can't play the victim card all the time. It's it's just the every time you have a conversation somebody did you wrong, uh woe is me. You, come on. You got to put your big boy pants on, your big girl pants on and you can't always play the victim. Yeah, basically. Sometimes, sometimes you did some stuff to yeah. somebody. Yeah, basically, sometimes you have to own up to the fact that you made a mistake, you missed the mark, own it, and and that's how marriage goes. You know, we all gonna miss the mark some point in time. Um, I'm not saying always, <laughs> but there are times where both the wife and the husband may miss the mark may mess up and own it. It's okay to say, you know, my bad, I messed up, I apologize, you know, I'm going to work on it, you know, even if it's something that takes some time for you to work on. Uh, Basically, just that's part of maturity, Mm -hmm. owning um, up to it and not just, like you said, playing the victim, like, Always me. Yeah. I'm always. I'm always. It. You know. Or here I go using the word always. You know. You're always the one that is right. And somebody did you wrong. Song. No. And 
for us, for me, I had to learn that I could not, I had to stop saying, well, I did this because you did this. I have to own my own stuff. You know what I'm saying? And you have to understand when it comes to owning your own stuff, and I'm going to talk to about who said this Saturday, that don't put a comma where God put a period. I am wrong, period. I was wrong, period. Don't say I was wrong, comma, because you did whatever, whatever. And Bishop Bishop Brown said that uh, Saturday. Where God, where you don't put a comma where there should be a period. You were wrong. I was wrong. Just own it, period. I'm sorry, period. You know, I'll try not to let this happen again, period. Don't put a comma, but, you know, we're only human, and da 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 So, again, I had to pop myself. We just wanted to take some time and give you some techniques, and again, pray about it. Uh, the Holy Spirit will give you wisdom on how to address your wife, how to address your spouse, what is the proper technique for your spouse during this season in your lives. Yes, and these are just a couple of techniques. These are not the the only techniques. You may have found some that works in your marriage, and if they work, you know, by all means, we just know that you have to be intentional and have a, a technique um, in your communication. That's all I got. All right, we'll chat with you all next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened, and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also, feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.